Hey everyone, welcome back to the Made for More podcast where we are talking about being disciples and making disciples. I'm your host, Michael Steiner, Vice President for Innovation at Southeastern University, and I'm here with your authors of the incredible book, Made for More, Dr. Ken Engel, President of Southeastern University, and Steve Saccone, leadership, church planner, developer, incredible minds. And this week we are talking about fostering a relationship with God, diving into chapter two of this incredible book. And uh, last week we talked about this whole problem of being a disciple, being all in with God. And at one point, you know, you say in the book, the most important thing about your life as a disciple is your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Why is this relationship so important compared to everything else about our faith and our journey with God? Well, you know, perhaps this is the greatest uh, spiritual challenge in our day uh, mm-hmm. that we're living in, 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 in our age, and to make ourselves available to really build what it means to have a real, genuine relationship with God in a consistent, every single day way. Uh, I think the main narrative in our lives always seems to be around busyness. Man, we want the schedule full. We want to, you know, this happening, this, you know, and so forth. So unless we establish an alternative way of day-to-day living, I think we are on our way to being overwhelmed by all the demands, by the busy schedules, by the distractions of this world. And if we don't, and hear this, if we don't slow down enough to foster our friendship and our relationship with God, I mean, we're going to eventually lose our way. Uh, and, and we will end up lacking what I believe is so important for each and every one of our lives to fully function again in the way God made us is that spiritual nourishment. Our souls will experience, I think, oftentimes kind of an emptiness and a lack of fulfillment. And we don't feel valued or we don't feel like we're making a contribution. Our, our, uh, we'll miss out, I think, on, on much needed discernment, much needed wisdom. And, and, and it's so important to me that, again, we were designed to be God seekers. And so if we want to follow Christ or see him in the every way uh, he designed us to do, to do so, we must be disciplined. We must be, uh, I think, really proactive uh, in overcoming the challenges of living just like the culture around us. We have to refuse to allow all these distractions and, and, and demands of our cultural way of life to strangle our priority of building you know, that relationship with Jesus. And and part of this involves putting a halt to living a certain way and allowing, again, the hecticness, the busyness uh, to be the dominant narrative in, in, in our lives. And only then can we be formed by the alternative story, mm-hmm. which is so important, and rediscover our true identity, our true worth that's only found when you are close with Jesus. Yeah, and I love how, that's what I love about this chapter, right? This chapter is it's so practical. It's about, okay, closeness is what we're going for. That's the goal. How do we rediscover this to be disciples? So what does it actually look like on a day-to-day basis? So Steve, tell us a little bit about your experiences. You write it about it in the book, but tell our audience, how do you implement the practice of getting close? to God on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I think it was Dallas Willer, the great Dallas Willer, who said, the greatest enemy to the spiritual life is distraction. Yes. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that, read that, heard that, it's like, wow, that's interesting. And I relate to that. And one of the things that I've learned over the years about spiritual practices or spiritual disciplines, you could call it, is one, there, there, there ought to be some freedom and experimentation when it comes to, to some of that, uh, but also discipline. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I think everyone has to figure out is what kind of works for them to help them stay spiritually alive or connected to God. So one thing for me, which is really more than one thing, but uh, one of the practices that I do is I open up a journal each day 
And I don't love journaling. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily love it, but I, it's, it's part discipline, really. Um, but I open up, and I, it's a blank page. And what happens on that blank page is different every day. Sometimes um, I sit there and, and play a worship song. Sometimes I write out a prayer. Sometimes I read a passage of Scripture, and I write a word or a phrase uh, that God, seem, seems to be something God's speaking to me. Or something. I, uh, some, some mornings I'll sit there in silence and just kind of listen. And see if I can kind of hear the whisper of God. God, what are you saying to me? What do you, what do you want to do in me? Uh, or what am I longing for? And, and on that blank page, sometimes it's one word. Sometimes I even sketch something. <laughs> sometimes I write a whole page. It's full. But what, what I'm trying to do in that moment is, is sort of inhale the presence of God and connect to him. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of my way of doing it, you know, and, and so there's prayer and there's listening and there's communicating with God and there's reading those scriptures and there's worship music and there's writing and thinking and reflecting. But I found that I need all that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, for me, what shifted over the years is, is I used to sort of do what many used to call like a quiet time yeah. or a personal right. devotion or, and it's like, it, it used, at times it's been pure discipline. <laughs> yeah. Um, now it, it's shifted to like, I need this because yeah. I can tell the difference. And I, I start to sense that I'm more alive to God. I'm more aware of his presence. And, and so my relationship with God isn't just, you know, in that 20 or 30 or 40 minutes in the morning, I try to take that what's happening in that space and live in the awareness of God throughout my day. And so that I have other kind of habits that I carve in throughout my day. But that, that's a big one for me that I try to start every morning with a blank page in front of me. And truth is, sometimes I only have five minutes busyness, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. But it's like, okay, I'd rather give five minutes than yeah. no minutes, you yeah. know, and then other times I have more space. Yeah. And, and I'm always thinking too, you know, my life and almost where every waking moment and sometimes even when you're sleeping, you, you dream, but you're, every, is you're in continual conversation. Even if I'm in the midst of a meeting, I'm in continual conversation, you know, trying to, God, what should I say? What, how should I discern? How should, you know, and, and when I think personally about my relationship with Christ, I, one of the big questions I want to constantly have before me is what kind of life am I inviting people to imitate? You know, am I mm -hmm. truly reflecting who Jesus is through the fruit of the Spirit, through mm -hmm. the gifts of the Spirit? The Word doesn't tell us to be a perfect example, uh, and that's clear, but it calls us to be salt. It calls us to be light, to yeah. uh, to have influence. And, and I think the disciplines of two big disciplines that I talk about all the time, self-awareness and, and self-management, I can tell you they have personally helped me in areas of spiritual growth and, and development. I also personally take time, like you said, to to journal, but but I when I journal, it's it's many times it's reflection. Man, what am I thinking? Mm -hmm. And I reflect over, you know, I reflect over my day. You know, who did I talk with today? What were some of the experiences? Good, bad, difficult? Um, what what kind of meetings did I have? What what did I read today? You know, all of these things. Prioritizing in the midst of all that, my emotional, my spiritual, my mental health. It's important to, you know, as you said, to to kind of get quiet ourselves amidst all the chaos and, mm -hmm. and listen to his voice and his voice alone. That's why every day mm -hmm. I say, God, help me to discern what I need to know today. Yeah. What, what, what are the words of wisdom that I can share to encourage, to empower? Um, you know, when we struggle with feelings of incompleteness and inadequacy, we must remember that we are always complete in his image, especially when 
we strive for that yeah. and we long for that. And that's what God wants. He, he just, he wants us to have that desire. And, and again, we're human, mm-hmm. you know, and we're going to, we're going to blow it. We're going to yeah. make, but, but that's where grace comes in. And that's, but if you're honestly trying to, man, I want to know everything I can um, to help me fulfill my destiny that I was designed for, made for more. Um, wow. You, you, you stay tuned to that desire and passion you will be transformed in pretty significant ways. And what I love is that God doesn't leave us guessing on our journey, on our path towards completeness in his image. Like he tells us very clearly, you mentioned it just a second ago, that if you're on this path and you're going for this, you're going to bear fruit, right? That's how you measure your life. And why fruit? Why did he say bear fruit? Well, because in the middle of fruit is seed, right? And so you trees bear fruit so that animals will come take the fruit and take that seed and make new trees. And so the life of God, the gospel of God is the seed in the middle of the fruit that we bear out of our lives. And that's why it's so important to be looking for. That's why, you know, Paul makes this big deal. So tell me a little bit, since we talked about bearing fruit as the way that we know that we're reaching this completeness, tell us about some of the fruits that God has born in your life that you've seen kind of your life and how has that impacted your journey and kind of your growth as a disciple? Well, when you think about you're you're wanting to become more like Christ and that's what he wants us to do. Um, Well, what is Christ like? What, you know, well, the scripture is very clear. You look at the gifts of the spirit, you look at the fruit of the spirit, that's Jesus. And we want to embody that. Well, I know one of the fruits of the spirit that has really uh, made an impact in my life is, is the, the fruit of self-control. How important that is. I've learned that life balance and self-control is the key to long-term success. And and you must be able to discipline yourself according to his plan. Um, now, I've discussed this concept in, in my book, Nine Disciplines of Enduring Leadership, a few years back. Of course, I had a, a wake-up call when uh, it's been now almost 30 years ago, a uh, wake-up call that... Doctor set me down after some routine blood work, and he said, Ken, I, uh, you've got type 2 diabetes, and it's not good. Um, your counts are, have skyrocketed, you know, well over 400. If you know anything about sugar count, that's, I mean, that's horrible. Yeah. And he said, but I think if you will, and I'll never forget, he used the word self-control. I think if you will be self-controlled in your diet, yeah. in your exercise, you're young enough that you can get a hold of this, and you don't actually have to rely on taking insulin every single day. You know, we'll give you some things that will help you. Um, and and so I had to integrate a lot of self-control and discipline in my life with eating and exercising and prioritizing my physical health. And by following that framework, I mean, I, I lost over 100 pounds um, uh, because I became disciplined. I was self-control in in my diet and, and, and in my uh, exercise. And, and it helped me to develop holistically in my life. I, I, you know, I had to make a lot of changes and, and because of those changes, um, in fact, my last A1C and as a, as a diabetic, mm. you go every so often and get your A1C to see your sugar levels. And my last one was 5.7, which is your normal. You don't have sugar diabetes. So it, at this point, if you would go in for a routine test, they would say, no, you don't have it anymore. Um, but that's all due to being disciplined in self-control. And I found 
consistency and priority in my life with that. And this also integrates with our emotional health, controlling our responses, controlling, you know, avoiding temptations, being slow to, you know, anger. We have to look at a lot at how we control ourselves. Again, remember, it's all about reflecting Jesus and who he is through your life, especially to others who you're going to have the privilege to come alongside, who God puts in your life to make an impact and difference. Yeah, and I think when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit, uh, self-control is one of, I think, nine are, are listed there in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And I, I've, for years now, have used that as a framework for me, sort of like gauges on a dashboard, you could yeah. say, mm-hmm. you know, and too bad you didn't ask which ones are going well for me. I guess yeah. I'll have to say <laughs> yes. one that's not. But um, uh, but but one for me, one for me is, is patience. So like I have this drive in me and I tend to take on sometimes too much. And so I start going, 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 taking on more and more and more. At times my wife is like, what are you going to take off your plate if you're going to add that? And so what, what gauge is sort of on my dashboard, if you will, I know when I start to get irritable with my son mm-hmm. or one of my sons or my wife or just other people in my life, okay, there's something a little off, right? Yeah. I'm getting impatient with them. And that that's sort of a clue to me. Like I need to reflect. Yeah. I need to pay attention to that. Like what's off or what with the language of the fruit, what needs to be pruned as yeah. Jesus talks about in, in that text in John 15, when he talks about the fruit of the spirit. Right. And, and so, um, that, that is sort of a reminder to me, all right, God, I need to invite you into changing this. So impatience would be at times or irritability, you could say would be a struggle and, and there's others, but yeah. that's one. I love yeah. it. Love it. And I hope, you know, as you're listening to this podcast, maybe as you're, as you and your uh, group are diving into this book, think about these fruits, right? Think about what's going on in your life. I love that image of the dashboard, right? What does it mean to be, have that vulnerability to be like, man, guys, I'm struggling with this area, with this area. How can we work together? I think that's the powerful thing of going through it. And, uh, By the way, in yeah. the book, there's an assessment yeah. as you read through this particular chapter, chapter two, there's an assessment that you can take with the fruit of the spirit yep. and you kind of rate yourself and um, it'll be hopefully helpful to yeah. the reader as they go through it. Yeah. Probably a hilarious conversation with that group. And so if you haven't picked up, <laughs> if you, if you haven't picked up that book, if you haven't picked up the book yet, I encourage you grab it. Uh, you can uh, follow the authors at, on Instagram, uh, Kent underscore Ingle or at Steve Make sure you grab a copy of the book. You can go to KentIngle.com to grab a copy or wherever you get your books. They're there. And I'm uh, so excited for this conversation. So excited for what, God is going to be doing in the lives of these people as they pick up this book and get deep into these principles. And so we'll see you next time on the Made for More podcast.